Hi, everybody. Welcome to the OK Guard Show, Episode 8. I'm Staff Sergeant Brian Schroeder. 8 is great. And I'm Leanna Machino. 8 is great. Yeah. So what do we have going on in Episode 8? Today, we are talking with two employment, I would say, experts that work directly with the Oklahoma National Guard and other state agencies all around to include, um, I think some, they mentioned VA, so federal as well. Right, right. Um, and they are here specifically to help you as in guardsmen and their families and veterans find employment. Yeah. Good yeah. employment. I mean, they link in with big companies around the Oklahoma area and um, there's a lot of opportunity there. So we, we dive into that. Yeah. And even applying for federal jobs, like you were saying, they mm -hmm. help you with getting on at USA Jobs, which is very difficult. Some yeah. people may find mm -hmm. uh, to be able to find a job through USA Jobs. So all these resources here available for for all guardsmen and their families. And yeah. this is just another one that we want to highlight. Yeah. We also talk about interview techniques, things like that, do's and don'ts. There are a lot of don'ts. A lot uh, of don'ts. If I were to interview with before this podcast, I'd probably interview wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, if, if that opportunity comes, if I lose my gig at the podcast, yeah, then, you know, I'll have to go find another job and I will definitely do it differently after hearing this podcast. Yes, yeah. no, it's really great for information. Sure. So thanks for tuning in. Um, make sure you follow us on all of our social media channels. And if you have any ideas for uh, future shows and episodes, let us know. Please, please let us know. We're coming up on our one year anniversary in February, March, March, in yep. March. Yep. So we would love to have any show suggestions that you may have uh, as we move into our, our next year. Yeah. All right. Let's get started. Enjoy the show. Thank you both for coming onto the show. Um, employment is, you know, kind of crucial for livelihood, I think, because you have bills to pay and life and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. having a job or a career is, is crucial for everyone, but including our guardsmen who may be traditional guardsmen M day and on the full-time side they're in the civilian sector of some sort. So mm -hmm. that's why we have you both on because you bring a lot to that and enable our guardsmen and their families to broaden their horizons and potential careers. So. Thank you for having us. Yes. yes so go ahead and introduce yourself. We'll start with you. Um, and then say your first name, last name, and uh, what your position is. Okay. So my name is Priscilla Donnelly, and I am a career readiness counselor with Citizen Soldier for Life. Okay. Hi, I'm Mike Laird. I'm the director of the Employment Coordination Program for the Oklahoma Military Department. Briefly explain your job. Like if you were get to give an elevator pitch on what your job is, what would that be? So basically what I do is I begin from the time you sign your promise to serve until you fold your flag. That's when my services can be accessed. And we follow you throughout that soldier life cycle is what it's called. Um, we we like to fill the RSP, so Recruitment Sustainment Program, mm -hmm. with tools in their tool belt so that they can be successful because we find that it's hard for military and civilian to balance together mm -hmm. if you're not educated how to do so. Okay. And that's basically what I do. And then I also help further that. So once you do pass that stage, then I can also help you with resumes, interviewing, financial literacy. Um, type piece. Okay. Do you enjoy the job? Oh yeah. yeah. I love it. Okay. What what about it do you makes it worth I'm waking up and showing up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for purpose. Right um, now. <laughs> so no, that's fine. Absolutely. Yeah. So I love the fact that I get to change lives. Um, I don't, you know, 
a lot of times we don't get to give back fully to our military and I haven't served I was a spouse but other than that I haven't been in the boots and that kind of thing and so I really enjoy the fact that I get to contribute in some way shape or form to other people's success yeah. especially our military um, explain your role yeah, so <laughs> the employment coordination program serves as a liaison between airmen and army soldiers the Oklahoma National Guard okay. uh, and Oklahoma employers um, when they're looking for jobs if they don't have one or if they're uh, looking for a better job mm -hmm. we can assist them in getting that job and that's our key, key focus okay awesome so you kind of touched already on what the employment coordination program is but mm -hmm. how should guardsmen utilize that so um, soldiers and airmen may use the program to prepare resumes and work on interview techniques okay. and locate and apply for jobs we can also advise them on career advice mm -hmm. and education advice towards the careers that they would want to go into. Okay, career advice, so as in, let's say, there's a guardsman, they're 35, and they're in the middle of their career, would you give advice on, hey, I'm thinking about going this route, would that be something you guys would come in and, and kind of help guide, or? So, for an example of that, mm -hmm. I would ask them, uh, if they're not happy with the current career they're in or they're brand new out of high school and they don't know what career they want to get into yep. I ask them what's your dream job if you had all the education experience that you ever needed to get your dream job what mm -hmm. would that be okay. and you may say I want to be an anesthesiologist and then I would say well what education have you done to mm -hmm. do that you know I haven't been to school yet um, what career fields have you been in I uh, haven't worked or haven't been in medical career field so I would suggest getting the admin job either at a dentist office or a hospital or something like that so you're getting yourself in a career field mm -hmm. surrounded by the people who know exactly what you need to do to be successful to get to your dream job yeah. and they can advise you on what education what teachers to go to what teachers to avoid mm -hmm. you know and then I would also suggest you need to go to OU or OSU nursing school right here in Oklahoma City. Mm -hmm. Let's talk to a career counselor and get you on the track to where you want to be. Okay. So I base my whole program off of what the job seeker is desiring as a career because I prefer them to work towards a career because it is, if it's a career that they love, it's not mm -hmm. a job. Sure. It pays yep. the bills and you will naturally succeed in your career that way. Yeah. So how would I get into the job of being a puppy cuddler or a dog farm owner? I'm just kidding. <laughs> they both agree with me though because they're both dog owners. Um, that new, new job now where you can cuddle? <laughs> yeah, I've seen the ones that like, you can cuddle pandas. I'm, yes, please. I'll take 30 grand a year to cuddle pandas, <laughs> little baby pandas. A baby panda though. Yeah, the baby, little the baby ones. Not when they're red, it's weird, but like when they're like growing their fur. Or whatever you got anyway okay so do you also uh, advise them to get into that realm whether it's an admin or something um, type job so that they can find out for sure if they like it because they may enter into that career and be like Never mm -hmm. mind. yes okay exactly based on your example of a mm -hmm. 35 year old saying they want to change the career field you know they may want to go from selling cars to IT mm -hmm. you know and so if they can get on the ground mm -hmm. floor uh, and just get in that career field and just test the waters if mm -hmm. you like you know they can say oh this really isn't for me and then they can move on to do something else okay. you know so okay I, I'm gonna add a, another question in here talking about mid-career 
is it acceptable for someone to, when they're like, you know, I've been in this job for a few years, I don't think I really like it, I want to move on to something else. Does that look bad or is it just this person's just trying to move up in their career and find yeah. that purpose and happiness and that love for a job that is not a job? Like, How does that? No, that would not look bad. No. Okay. Because if you love your job, you're going to get up every day and want to be there and you mm -hmm. want to spend more hours and you'll work harder on your job naturally because you just love the job, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, or the career field, okay? Um, however, what does look bad is if you show up and if you take a job and then you're there for a month and you're like, I don't like this, or I've been here three months and I haven't been promoted and I'm not the CEO and the top <laughs> boss and yeah. all this other stuff, how come I'm not running the show after one year, you know? Mm -hmm. And then you're bouncing around between jobs. Employers want to have you employed for a minimum of one year, Okay. you know? Uh, so it, when you're taking a new job, regardless of what it is, plan on being there for at least a year because they worked hard to get you into their yep. career field. You need to work hard to return the favor, okay. right? If you're not happy with that, start making plans and, and seeking out the advice to get to career fields that you want to be in. Well, that's something that we advise on as well is show that mutual respect. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a give-take. It's like dating. Mm -hmm. you got to treat it like dating. Um, and so you have to show that mutual respect back and forth for each other's time. And if it's not a good fit for you, be honest and let them know in the interview that it may not be a good fit, and that's okay. But thank them for their time at least. Yeah. Um, and then not only that, but in this day and age, it's no longer that you spend 30 years in a career. That's not average. Um, they want to see, and, that, and you're behind times if you do, um, because they want to see that you have that diversity, that you're able to change and adapt with time. And so now they're looking for two to three career changes within. Okay. Now, it may be in the same industry, sure. and you just might be doing a different job. So with you guys, you might be doing video editing in mm -hmm. one area, but then you might go into interviewing, or you mm -hmm. might go into... Um, What's another one? Public broadcast? Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> I don't know what we do here. <laughs> so that's okay. And so they want to yes. see that you've had experiences in those different sure. fields or different um, aspects of the same industry. Okay. They don't want you just to stay stagnant. Um, they want to see. Is that um, moving up in the same company or is it better to diversify in different companies and getting a taste of, even if it's the same industry, but you know, you've got your Devon and then you've got your Sandridge mm -hmm. and whatever not to endorse oil companies but <laughs> those are the big Absolutely. ones i can think of that would be an easy one i would assume to parallel to so i think it doesn't matter about the company it matters okay. about where you fit in that's what they're going to see is that mm -hmm. you're actually excelling in that position mm -hmm. that you're doing something other than just what google says your job is okay um and even then it's like dating again. Mm -hmm. And so if Devon's not a good fit for you and Chesapeake's better or another oil industry's better, but it's the same job, go for it. Okay. Change around. Um, but like he said, give them that respect of a year. You know, learn what you can because you don't, a lot of times we forget that it takes time to see if we really like something. Mm -hmm. We know we want to be in that job. So as long as you're in the area that you want to be, I'm not saying stay at McDonald's flipping burgers for a year. Sure. You know, if you want to be in uh, public uh, speaking, but if you're in a role that does public speaking, give it a year to see if it's the right fit for you. Okay. And network. Yeah, I was going to say, I assume you need a lot of contacts that way as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's why I always say thank them for their time or be professional no matter what, mm -hmm. because you don't know 10 years down the road how that's going to play out. Okay. Yeah. And I would also add on, <coughs> excuse me, that, um, you know, if, if you've done your time with the company and you've done a good job for them, you know, um, that 
any employer, depending on opportunities internally or externally, any employer will want to see you succeed, mm -hmm. you know. And so if they can help you internally, they will. But if there's a better opportunity of uh, moving out, they will be more than happy to write you a good uh, reference, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, help you move move up in your career field, you know. And then again, like you're saying, you don't know what's going to be down the road. You might find that same employer yeah. or that boss being your employer again, or you're his employer. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> it happens. Yeah. Who's the who is the employment coordination program in your program? How, is there a short way to say it? I can say ECP, and then yours would be what? CSFL. CSFL. Can I say that? No. no. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, who are those programs available to? Just guardsmen, veterans, their families. So we have. Um, a priority, right? Mm -hmm. So priority would be National Guard, of course, okay. um, Air or Army. But then we go down the list from there. It's going to be transitioning service members that are active duty. Then it's going to be veterans, retirees. So we can spouses and dependents. Mm -hmm. um, but we can really, I mean, we can help anyone that's military connected. Okay. It's just that we focus mostly on the National Guard. And then from there, we're able to. We also do warm handoffs, too. So maybe... I'm not the best person to handle someone that is retired with 30% VA disability. Then I would hand them off to the person that is, and that might be Voc Rehab, that might be Oklahoma Employment Security Commission's Vet Services, which is a mouthful, mm -hmm. um, or some other service that's out there that we caveat with. Okay. Yeah, exactly the same thing. My main priority is the Oklahoma Army and their guard then their families, mm -hmm. then any veteran or active duty, whatever, mm -hmm. uh, beyond that, or any connected to that. Okay. And we even interchange with ourselves. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we work very closely together. We're one person, you know, in Oklahoma City each until we come together. Okay. Is there anyone in Tulsa that's, or is it? You do. I have four counterparts. Okay. Um, I have one in Norman, and that's Edward Chairs. Mm -hmm. Then we have one in Lawton, Patrick Mong. And then I have another counterpart in Sand Springs, but okay. he covers Tulsa, and that's Leonard Lyde. Okay, cool. All right. So we're spread out, which is good. Um, how would someone email you, con walk in, call to talk career stuff, moves? All of the above. <laughs> okay. So I am connected with major fees and mm -hmm. the family programs. Mm -hmm. And through this program, they're all my partners in my program. So if they get anyone coming in, I need employment help, they all refer them to me. Okay. Any uh, readiness NCO in any unit, any commander in any unit, they're told about our programs mm -hmm. at their commander and first sergeant training before they go into command uh, about our program. And then they can refer their soldiers to us. We also go to Yellow Ribbons mm -hmm. with uh, Major mm -hmm. Fees and his group, uh, and we brief our programs there pre-deployment and post-deployment. Okay. Yep, cool. Absolutely. And the same thing. Also, they can access it through the website. Yep. Um, so career services, both of us are listed on there, and they can write up a little, you know, I need help in this area. Okay. And there's also the forms are already up there. So there's a resume workshop. Um, nice. I'm sorry, resume worksheet okay. that they can fill out. So when they come to our office, they're ready, they're prepared, okay. and they're not just coming with a blank sheet. This question may not be the, now that I've learned a little bit more, but the CSFL, how do the, how does that and the career readiness counselors tie in, how do those tie in together? Like what, 
So that's our job. So Citizen Soldier for Life is just a hybrid program of Soldier for Life. Basically, Soldier for Life was kind of Swiss cheese for National Guard. There was tons of holes in it, meaning you had to be active uh, Guard Reserve or um, transitioning out from that Mm -hmm. to go to it. And so Citizen Soldier for Life, we're through your whole soldier life cycle. And so that you're not being, um, you're learning how to balance throughout and you can come see us at any time. Okay. And so we're we're that fix that needed to be there for National Guard. Um, You mentioned in your email that, speaking of that, that working with other organizations and agencies, can you Mm -hmm. talk a little bit about that and the role you guys play with other state agencies, federal mm-hmm. too, or primarily state? Go, yeah. Uh, so we partner, we, so there's Oklahoma Military Connection, which was founded in 2012? Yes, uh, 2011, Governor Fallon put together the <coughs> Governor's Initiative, and underneath that was Veterans Services and helping our veterans find civilian employment here mm-hmm. in Oklahoma. Um, so. She asked the Oklahoma Employment Security Commission, OESC, mm-hmm. the Oklahoma Office of Workforce Development, the Oklahoma Department of Career and Technology, Career Tech for Vets, and the Oklahoma Military Department uh, to get together and put together this initiative. And we put on these hiring events. A year ago, 18 months ago, Citizen Soldiers for Life uh, came along, and I asked Priscilla to, to step in and, and be a partner with us. Mm-hmm. She has since done that, mm-hmm. and we've also stepped up with um, Oklahoma Department of Veterans Affairs. Yes. Okay. Uh, so we're ex- continually expanding to improve our program. Matter of fact, we mm-hmm. have a meeting just yesterday mm-hmm. uh, with o- at ODVA for all these programs and how we're going to improve our, our future prospects. And so it's best to definitely... Uh, call us and make an appointment because if you walk in you may miss us because we sure. might be at a hiring event or doing a workshop okay. um, but we also so we partner with Oklahoma Military Connect with all of those and then from there we expand that relationship outside of Oklahoma Military Connection that one is for our hiring events and then we also work with them like I said for warm handoffs mm-hmm. so that we're educated on all the services that are in the state for employment and that way if we're not the best fit for it we can make sure that we get you into that best fit. Okay. Do you ever help guardsmen or their families if they're moving out of state to find a job out of state and not? I mean, would any of those um, agencies that you work mm-hmm. with help with that as well? Or So ideally, we want to keep people in state, of course, sure. right? Yeah. Oh, retention for state Oklahoma. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we have a lot to offer. Yeah. Oklahoma's great. We downplay it, but it really is a mm-hmm. wonderful state. Um, but for some reason, say they are a marine biologist, and it's really not conducive for them to stay in Oklahoma. Yeah. Lake Thunderbird just doesn't <laughs> just doesn't cut yeah. it. Uh, catfish can only be studied so much. There's a lot out there in Thunderbird. I wouldn't trust. <laughs> yeah, a yeah. There's a reason it's called so, <laughs> um, My program <laughs> so. is nationwide. Okay. Um, and it reaches out to the territories. So if for some reason I have someone going to Missouri, then then I can reach out to that okay. career readiness counselor there and get them handed off that way. And so they're, they're getting geared up to move to a different state. Yeah. By no means do we want to hinder them from progressing in their career, mm-hmm. but we do want to find all the opportunities that are available here first, yeah. and then we want to push outward. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So I am Oklahoma Guard, Oklahoma employers. Mm-hmm. However, down southeast Oklahoma, northwest Oklahoma, those areas are very rural mm-hmm. and there's not a lot of jobs so i've been given the 
uh, um, not opportunity, but the permission to allow uh, jobs around the state, mm -hmm. like New Mexico, Texas, yeah. Arkansas, Kansas. Uh, if it makes more sense for them to find a job in those areas, right, and stay living at home and stay in the Oklahoma Guard. Mm -hmm. okay. See, so we're still supporting the Oklahoma Guard main because that's our main focus. Um, and that is super rare um, that we, we'd find that. It's mainly in North Texas, South Oklahoma, we'd have that problem. Yeah. If I have a veteran or mm -hmm. a reservist mm -hmm. or a national or a active duty person uh, or spouse that lives uh, in a different mm -hmm. state and they're asking for help, I will help them find a connection mm -hmm. for help for employment or I'll help them find a job. Okay. You know. Well, and so and that's important to know too. Yes. You touched that touch on that so it depends on what status they're in too yeah. are they national guard are they reservists are they active duty transitioning out because all of that plays a role in it as well okay cool um what's career mapping i saw that on that and i was like i feel like i should That's know what this thing. is but i don't so assistant soldier <laughs> should i be for doing that <laughs> everyone should be doing <laughs> okay. that um so career mapping career mapping is basically your employment is not the only piece in your career. You have to figure out how much you need to make a year. Mm -hmm. You need to figure out, in order to do that, what's your budget? Mm -hmm. What's your necessities? Um, and that's where I sit down, really, recru recruitment sustainment program, is I get them to write out a budget. And then we turn it into a 12-month budget so that they can see what they really need. Mm -hmm. And they can start that five-year plan mark of, all right, so I may be a medic in the National Guard, but I really want to be an RN. And so we do a gap analysis with them mm -hmm. to see what's missing in the middle. How do we get you to the point you want to be? Um, and with that comes volunteer work, internships. Um, we talk about resumes, interviewing, um, going to networking, you know, going to different hiring events. All of, there's just so many different pieces that make up your career. It's yeah. not just getting that gainful employment. Yeah. It's the, all the steps up to it as well. Okay, so you can't be like, Put on the lab coat and you're a doctor you have to exactly you, you plan out like okay here are all the things that you have to have in order to get to that point exactly and then also will it meet your needs yeah you know and so as a teacher there's a stepping ladder right where you start out at this grade and then you can move your way up mm -hmm. so can you live at that lowest grade until you make the next step if not what can you do to progress yourself okay um, and so we look at that as well okay cool are, are you guys able to when you meet someone for the first time and they come in and they're like hey i've just graduated college or i'm going to college uh don't really know are you guys able to tell based on their personality and things that they kind of mention that they might be interested in you'd be like you know what you'd make an excellent some job that i can't think of <laughs> cup maker face for radio yeah <laughs> yeah a face for radio but i mean you know are you guys able to kind of help say you know based on what you've said you might enjoy this, even though you think this, but mm -hmm. based on, okay. So, Absolutely, and so yeah. we use an ONET assessment as well, yeah. uh, which is available to all military. Uh, it's free, and you can go on there and take an assessment like a Myers-Briggs okay. type assessment, except mm -hmm. for when you research everything, you can relate it back to your military skills. They have a crosswalk to use. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, you become able to read people, mm -hmm. I think. I, 
it's horrible, but yeah, there's a stigma that exists with people that would maybe be great in this field or that sure. field. Um, you stick me in accounting, I'm probably going to go out of my mind because yeah. I won't be talking to anyone all yeah. day. Um, but I flourish in a social environment. That's okay. just me. And so being able to read those skills off people is important. Okay. Yeah, I mean, on the same note, I get a whole bunch of people walk in. I'll do anything anywhere. I just need me X amount of money. I'm like, yeah. you won't do anything anywhere. <laughs> So I try to work them down to give me three career fields that you will work in. Mm -hmm. Because if I said mm -hmm. I need a, I need a corrections officer working in Lotnow ten dollars an hour, yeah, and you live in Tulsa <laughs> and you don't want to be a corrections officer, we're just wasting our time. Let's, right. let's yes. find out three things that career fields that you're interested in, yeah. and then we can narrow it down, and then we can work towards what you really want to do. So that's how I work it. Okay. I need to take that test and see if I'm on the path that I want to be on because I don't know I don't yeah. <laughs> like I'm just, I wasn't kidding about the puppy cuddler I feel like I would <laughs> love that job well, well, it, <laughs> and it's important to not just base it off one time taking it yeah so mm -hmm. every five years you're gonna change as a person yeah. so it's important to take it every five years and make sure you're still in that correct path yeah okay. that baseline is always gonna be there I started out doing property management okay I clearly don't do that now. Um, <laughs> I loved it. I had fun with it. Mm -hmm. But then I was challenged and picked up a different... I was challenged to speak in front of people. And yeah. I looked at them like they were crazy. I absolutely was not going to speak in front of more than two yeah, people. Yeah. Do you ever recommend or give advice to people on, hey, try to step out of your comfort level and just see what happens? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah because people don't want to interview. Yeah. I mean, I'm... <laughs> Didn't feel comfortable know? walking in here. <laughs> sure. You know. Yeah, but well, look how much fun we're having. And, uh, we're talking about puppies and cuddling. <laughs> exactly. All right, all right, yeah. right. So, anyway. Yeah, okay. no, absolutely. They put themselves in this box. Yeah. And if you're only in this box, you're going to stay in that. Yeah. And you'll never find out what you're actually capable of. Mm -hmm. So I always tell them to open themselves up to the possibility of yes. Mm -hmm. um, that way, they're not selling themselves short. Should you do it like the movie Yes Man, where you say yes to everything? Not exactly. So the, the possibility of yes <laughs> yeah. is a little different. Yeah. It also opens you to say yes to not doing something. Okay. So <clears throat> let's bridge into actually landing a job from searching to interviewing to getting a, an, an offer. Okay. Um, Resumes. Should someone always have a just a generic resume or should it be tailored to that specific job? And if it's tailored, how, how would someone go about that? Talking to other employers, doing research on the company, what would you recommend? So always have a basic resume that you okay. can pull from. I tell them to always have that one resume where you word vomit it and everything and anything that you've ever done is mm -hmm. on it. Okay. Then pull from that because it's gonna be a lot easier to have your last 20 years on paper than it will be to pull it from your mind, right? From your memory. And so yeah. have that document that you can pull from and then go search what you want, find the job that you want. Um, when you get that job description, have me or Laird read over it. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times we have service members disqualify themselves before they fully understand what that job is asking because a lot of times the uh, lingo doesn't cross over. Mm -hmm. And so I see something on here that I've done for 20 years, but they're calling it pig handling and sure. I only do cow handling. Okay. And But it's the same technique, same thing, except for they're just not understanding. Okay. So bring it to one of us so that we can help you. And then from there, we'll help you tailor it. Okay. Jones, you could add that to your resume since you went to OSU, cow tipping. <laughs> yes. Something. It's, it's on there. Yeah. 
what at what moment does someone realize I'm where I'm supposed to be this is great I'm gonna stay here forever and then in five years when they change you're like I'm out so but how do you find a significant other same thing right one day you wake up and you're just like okay like, yeah and it, it, it lights <laughs> up to you you know I didn't before I took this job I was a family raised support assistant mm -hmm. completely different role um, more you know I get to be more family in that kind of mm -hmm. role mm -hmm. versus this one I have to network with employers but when I read the job description and I talked to the person that was wanting me to apply for it and they explained it a little bit in more depth it just felt right yeah my, my whole body lit up right okay. um, and it doesn't feel like work so when I come to work I I don't always feel like I'm working right. ever um, because I enjoy being here. I mean, it's my military family, mm -hmm. so I get to give back to them. And then on top of it, um, I get to empower people. Do you ever get burnout? Like knowing, oh, so you're in a job that you thoroughly enjoy, that you love, you're helping people, but is there ever a time where, on personal, based on personal experience, that you're like, oh, I don't want to go in today? Uh, and if so, how do you combat that? Because some people, I've been there where mm -hmm. it's I've gotten to a burnout level where I'm like I don't want to I think I might need to swap what I'm switch what I'm doing yep. is there a difference of burnout versus you're just you need to work out and maybe eat and sleep and whatever yep. and get over whatever funk you're under big difference you know so can we kind of talk that a little bit about for for a, an employer or employee who mm -hmm. They're thinking about jumping ship because they feel burnt out, but really mm -hmm. it's not the fact that they want to jump ship and go into something else. They're just in a funk. How would you? So it's about hunting those icebergs. So, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of times we take that little tiny problem and we let it fester and fester and fester and yep. fester. So it's about good communication, um, knowing when you need to have rest, mm -hmm. knowing when you need to call out for a mental health day. Mm -hmm. There's a big stigma around that but it needs to happen. I know I've done it. Um, maybe I had back-to-back -back workshops and back-to-back -back, mm -hmm. uh, hiring events. I need personal time to recover body-wise yeah. and mentally. Um, I did a lot of talking, a lot of energy was given. Mm -hmm. And so knowing when to take that rest for yourself, the, even if it's a stay vacation, a lot mm -hmm. of people say, well, I don't have money for a vacation. You do. Mm -hmm. You can stay home and do something that's restorative. Yeah. Um, pool in the backyard. Exactly. Go to a yoga days. class. Go to... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Absolutely. And so knowing when to take that give and that take, um, yeah. knowing when to take that time down. Um, okay. And then as far as like an actual burnout, so if you're just every single day coming to work and regretting it and you just mm -hmm. don't feel that you're being productive within your field, mm -hmm then it's probably time for a switch. Okay. Um, when you're just, you don't feel like anything's clicking anymore. Mm -hmm. um, but take that moment and step back and see if it really is that, mm -hmm. or if you've made something into an iceberg and it's really just a little anthill. Okay. Yeah. So. And that's why they make vacations. Yeah, absolutely. Get a little time away. Do you guys have funding for people who are like that and need, need a vacation money? <laughs> Nope. Dang I, it, that should be a I program. I think there <laughs> is a right? program for that. Netflix, there, is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> Just like tunnel vision and pretend I'm on the beach. Exactly. Right, they have a right, fireplace right. there, right? I mean, we can do it here on the green screen. We're not actually there, but we can put it on the computer and make it look like we're there. Mm. Can we do that for this episode? Yeah. No, okay. we'll totally do it. I'm going to, since I edit it, I'm going to literally, I'm going to put a beach just for I'm this So like we're in segment. Hawaii and yeah. 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 Oh, kind of so, as a vacation. Yeah. 
nice. and we're going to go back to being green. So, nice. <laughs> yeah. nice. um, what are some good resources for job searches? So it depends on what job you're looking for. Okay. Is it federal sector or do you want to go into mm -hmm. the private sector, the civilian side? Yeah. Um, if it's federal, USA Jobs mm -hmm. is the way to go, pretty much. That's mm -hmm. where you're going to be. Um, state has their own yeah. uh, website for theirs. Mm -hmm. And then if you're doing private sector, build up your LinkedIn. Okay. Um, there's Indeed, there's Monster, there's all sorts of search engines out there, but it gets really confusing and they mm -hmm. like to spam. Mm -hmm. They spam, spam all your emails. Um, so I always say LinkedIn is the way to go. Uh, just because at that point you're not just looking for a job, but you're also being hunted as well. Okay. Um, and you want to give that headhunter a chance to see who you are, but don't just upload your resume. Okay. That's the worst thing you can do. What would you be, recommend? Be personal. Okay. So when I'm on there, yeah, I'm a career raise counselor, but what about it? Just like you asked me, where's my connection? Yeah. What about it do I like doing, and how do I go about doing that? Okay. Um, so say something that's actually from here, not just what's on paper. What about um, a photo? Like what would you recommend? A professional looking photo or something mm -hmm. of you like with a penguin on your shoulder or something like what? No. <laughs> I assume that since it's LinkedIn you'd want to be professional Absolutely. but I mean can you can someone who's like I, I can't afford like a professional mm -hmm. photo of me but I'm trying to get to the where I can? So Is treat it like dress for success. What okay. job do you want? Okay. And dress for that. Um, if I want to be in you know, um, public <coughs> affairs, I probably don't want to be wearing a business suit all the time. Yeah. I'm not approachable. Yeah. Um, so still be business appropriate, mm -hmm. but just to that level. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't have to be professional until you can afford that. So don't go spend money that you don't have to do yeah. something to make money. So portrait mode on the cell phone can, would be It fine. can, but have your friend take it for you sure. and stay on something that's plain in the back. Yeah, okay. Um, you know, don't do it in your car with your seatbelt on sure. and that kind of stuff. And, you know, have a blazer, have something what I'm wearing today, business mm -hmm. casual on, so that you're taken as a professional, you're not looked at as, oh, well, what's his uh, match.com thing or, yeah. you know, Facebook profile. Okay. It's, it's not Facebook. It's a professional platform, and you okay. have to treat it as such. Um, I think there's a question there that you didn't really ask. Sure. Uh, so when the employer is researching you, mm -hmm. they will look at your Facebook page. And if you're on there and you're drunk with all your buddies the weekend and, you know, yeah. got no clothes on and all this kind of stuff, <laughs> yeah. you know, they may just not hire you because of that. Look at your Instagram. Look at your, you know, and yeah. okay. if, it, if you cannot wear it as a shirt outside that your mom would approve of, then don't have it on your Facebook. Yeah. So. Well, and it goes into your media. personal brand. Uh -huh. So yes. who do you want to be known for? Yeah. You know, do you want to be known for the guy that didn't have any clothes when he was drinking? Or do you want to be known for your professionalism, but at, but you're still human? Mm -hmm. And you still go do hiking, or you still go do, you know, cool, great things. You just keep it appropriate for yeah. Facebook. Mm -hmm. Right. I know that's a good point, because, I mean, I went to college when, <laughs> face, when Facebook first yeah. came out. Uh -huh. And now, what about the people who are like, well, my stuff's private. They can't see it. Not always true. Right? How many times are they in court? What's yeah. that? How many times are they in court for uh, stuff being given out to public places? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. if you have a friend of a friend, then they go through that friend. I know when I used to do, um, it was MySpace back then, uh, <laughs> when I used to do property management, uh -huh. absolutely I was looking at your MySpace. Yeah. I was looking at everything. And 
there's that six degrees of separation, so mm -hmm. the chance that they know someone you know is high. Yeah. And then they just go through that person and see it anyway. Okay. So don't be stupid on social media. Hi everybody, this is Staff Sergeant Brian Schroeder. This past July, the Oklahoma National Guard had the great opportunity to host the 2019 National Guard Best Warrior Competition at Camp Gruber Training Center. During the competition, 14 competitors from across the U.S. vied for the title of National Best Warrior and a chance to compete at the All-Army Best Warrior Competition as a representative from the National Guard. I had the opportunity to follow along with a lot of the competitors during the competition while they were going through the different events to get their perspective on what it was like to actually compete in this national competition. Join us later this month as we present the audio journey that these soldiers went through during their best warrior competition. So if someone hasn't heard back after they've applied, when is a good time to reach out to the employer to say, hey, just wondering if you got my stuff, or is it appropriate, or should you just wait? It's absolutely appropriate. Okay. How do I know that you really want a job unless you let me know? Okay. So always ask. That's a big question. A big thing that people forget about is ask mm -hmm. if you don't know. Um, so if you've already had an interview, that employer, you should be asking them when is appropriate to contact you or how long does the process normally take. Okay. If you haven't had an interview but you just submitted your resume, then it depends on when you submit it, your resume. Okay. If you submit it on a Friday, give them till Monday sure. and then contact them. But I always say within 24 to 48 hours, contact them just to make sure that it was received. Okay. How would you, if you sent them an email, what would that email sound like? Um, Put you on the spot. Right? Uh, so it just depends. Yo, did you get my um, resume? <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Uh, no, please don't ever. Um, again. What about just sub? Be, no. No. We're not, 90s is over. Oh, We're leaving that in the 90s. Catch up. It's just really like uh, or 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so if the name of the hiring manager was listed, then of course, please use their title. Okay. Um, I always say Miss or Mr. Don't say Mrs. Yep. Just because you don't know if they're married. Mrs. Um, MS. Yep, yeah, MS. Um, and that way it leaves it open for them to correct you and let you know if they're married or not. Yeah. Um, but always use their last name and that title. And then um, with it, say, um, never say, I just want to follow up. I hate okay. that saying. Okay. I just want to follow up. Well, what, what do you want to, I haven't even talked yeah. to you yet. Yeah. Um, and so you want to say something in the manner of on. Uh, you know, Friday, January 19th, I applied to this position. I'm highly interested in it as my background is blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. um, I just want to make sure that my resume was received and that no further information is needed. Cool. Love me. Uh, nope. So, right, nope. Right. So, very professional. Yeah. And uh, that's, yeah. So, warm yeah. regards, very yep. respectfully. Very respectfully is a very military thing to do. Yep. So, think about who you're writing to. Okay. If it's Dell, they're probably gonna be like, what does that mean? Yeah. You know, so warm regards or thank you for your time, I appreciate, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. um, but something professional for a sign off. If there's yeah. not a name, is it okay to address it as to whom it may concern or is that kind of a. Absolutely. Name? That'd be fine, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, or. Put something um, on there at least. Yeah. Don't just address start, hey, I applied for it, did you get it yet? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Hiring okay. manager for this area or to whom it may concern, but to whom it may concern does leave it for the possibility of it getting filtered somewhere down the system. Yeah. Versus if you title it, then they kind of know where to direct it. What would you subject 
what would the subject? I always struggle with subjects. I don't know why in an email. But the title I'll be like, of the job. Absolutely. Okay. And the state that you're applying in. Bam. That's easy. Now, and then also you can do a phone call. Mm -hmm. If there is a number listed, call. Okay. But of course, yeah. be courteous. And last but not least, when you sign off, you have to be able to contact, they have to be able to contact you. Yeah. And so <laughs> underneath your name needs to be your cell phone and your email address. Okay. Good signature And maybe blocks. address, depending on what the job entailed. Right, yeah. right, okay. right, yeah. right. Now the thing yeah. not to do is you just walked out of the interview and then you're texting them and saying, hey, did you like me? Did I look good? Yes. yes. You know, Oops, sorry, wrong you know, text. Contact them every hour, on the hour, <laughs> yeah, all yeah. weekend. You know, I'm really yeah. interested in this job. You're gonna go right in the trash. Yeah. Breathing room. Don't. Yeah. Give them a chance. Okay. Give them time. Okay. Cool. So, email etiquette. Mm -hmm. So and that could be a conversation in of itself. But what's a good um, resource, or could you just Google email etiquette? Email Professional writing. Okay. Professional writing letters, as if you were doing it with pencil and paper. Okay. You know, or pen and paper. It's the exact same etiquette situation. Okay. You need to use that in an email as if you're writing a regular letter. Don't use it as a text message to your mom. Like BC for because and like exactly. you want everything to be. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And a second pair of eyes is always great. Yeah. Don't okay. be afraid to let someone else see it, especially me or Laird. Okay. Um, sorry, Mike. Um, <laughs> so don't be afraid to send it to us. We're here for that reason. Okay. And so I'd rather you send me something that needs to be edited than you send that non-edited piece to an employer and possibly not receive that job. Okay. So um, back to, let's say you get a call back. Your email etiquette was on point and they liked it. They call you back for an interview. What are some ways to for someone to prepare for an interview? Dress for success. Yeah, okay. hey, come to one of our, <laughs> our workshops. Uh, so we host a resume interviewing workshop once a quarter. Oh, okay. um, so you can come to that. The next one's November 7th. Cool, okay. And the flyer will be up on that website. Yep. Um, and then not only that, but come talk to us. Show us what you're gonna wear, right? Um, dress for success means you dress one above where that company is. So okay. if you're applying to BMW as a mechanic versus if you're applying to a mom and pop shop as a mechanic, yep. they are two different ways of dressing. Okay. BMW, they're known as luxury, and so they're probably going to have polos on with nice slacks. Mm -hmm. They're not going to be in three-piece suits because you're still being a mechanic, so you're mm -hmm. going to get your hands dirty. Mm -hmm. um, but if you do a mom and pop shop, they may want you in like khakis instead of black slacks mm -hmm. with a polo. Those are two different ways of dressing, but not far off from each other, right? Um, and then I always say, if you're going for the interview, you dress one above that. So you know their standard of dress, mm -hmm. but then you dress one above. Okay. One above would be, I'd move up to BMW's level with the black slacks and a polo. Then for BMW, I would move up to a button up shirt. Okay. Um, and so if you follow that simple step of just adding that one key piece, you'll start climbing. Okay. Um, Modesty is best. Do not come in with cold shoulder tops. Uh, tank what tops. Do you mean cold shoulder tops. The cutout. It's no. I, so I just learned it myself. <laughs> okay. Uh, you're not far off of it. Um, it's a horrible trend. Uh, <laughs> so it is where your shoulders completely cut out, and then in the back there's a big hole in your oh. shirt. That's great for a Toby Keith concert. Yeah. Don't wear that. Don't too. wear those, Brian. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that and that's the thing that we forget too is. We put that little stigma in our head, depending on the job, depending yeah. on the job. Yeah, okay. Would you hire yourself? Yeah, I love me. 
If you, <laughs> just, if you wouldn't, and you look yeah, at yeah. yourself walking out, and yeah. you are tugging, you're pulling, whatever, yeah. then rethink it, yeah, okay. you know, or call one of us, ask, you know, um, and walk it through. Mm-hmm. Are you professional? Would you think that you worked there and you were someone that was actually serious about their job? Okay. If not, then go back to the drawing board. So speaking of clothes, are there any programs for, let's say, someone who just does not have a lot of money? Are there any programs that you know of um, that allow you to, someone to borrow Borrow. Mm -hmm. a business professional whatever? I know OESC has uh, a couple of closets throughout the state where you can borrow some clothes for an interview. Uh, family programs uh, talked to me the other day. They got mm-hmm. someone donating a whole bunch of stuff. Cool. It's kind of being finalized. Mm-hmm. I haven't got the whole deal, but they strictly belong to the guard, guard members only. Uh, don't know where they'd be held at. So, but uh, yes, the answer is yes. Well, and that's something we're trying to bring to our events too. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're trying to do. Um, so I do. I prep you before you go into our hiring event for a 90 second, you know, make sure you're spun up. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if you come to my event and you don't have maybe the right appropriate clothes, you just need a jacket or something. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to make sure that I have something there and that's through our community partnerships that they'll provide that. Cool. I, it won't necessarily be my program providing it, but it will be available for you to use. Yeah. Okay. So we had a 19 year old come to her class last week for our hiring event for mm-hmm. SIL. And wow. he's a, uh, Dependent from both his parents are in the military. Mm-hmm. He went to Goodwill and he bought all his clothes and he was super sharp dressed. He really was. Um, and honestly, yeah. I do the same thing. My yeah. shirt is from a garage sale for two bucks. Nice. My skirt is H and M on the clearance rack. Yeah. And so you don't have to spend a lot of money to dress for success. Yeah. You just have to pick appropriate clothing. Let's. So we talked about clothing. What about appearance? Beards, you know, are a thing. Like, but. There's some scraggly. There's some that are like, oh, that's a really nice mm-hmm. beard. Like, what, no. what would you recommend? You want to be groomed. Okay. If you, if you if you want a beard and mustache, make sure it's groomed. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, by groomed, you mean like comb it, wash, combed, okay, kept up so that you don't have one long piece hanging down, but sure. the rest is all nice. Yeah. Um, honestly, go to your barber shop and okay. have them trim it because a lot of times, beards. <laughs> um, yeah. So coming from <laughs> someone that's in that kind of field as well. Um, your ear right here is where you should mark it down. If you go up on your jawline, it's going to look like you're five. Okay. And you miss this whole section here, right? Okay. And so really knowing what's appropriate, what's not, and you can do that on Google. Mm-hmm. You can look up on Google and see what's appropriate for different business as- atmospheres. Because mm-hmm. um, a beard, there's nothing wrong with having it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's makeup for men, right? Sure. <laughs> and so it, is. it really is. Um, He's hiding his, like, half of his face. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> it really is. Um, and so look up online and find out what's appropriate. Having okay. the Duck Dynasty beard might not be appropriate when you're applying. And it could be a safety hazard. So you sure. want to make sure that you're not triggering red flags. Mm-hmm. So it's not just about how I perceive you looking. It's about what's going off in their head for safety, what's going yeah. off in their head for <laughs> if they have to send you out to a company to talk to them. As but far yes. as hair up and down for a lady, uh-huh. whatever is appropriate makes you look good mm-hmm. to yourself yeah you know yeah don't and wear a casual braid to an interview no that's fine <laughs> no, that's don't fine. let your yeah. hair be in your face let me see your face yeah okay and that's probably don't have it so yeah. tight back that i think that you I, i'm scared walk. to talk to you sure absolutely so think about what <laughs> what perception you're giving to someone okay. else okay. um so sitting like this in an interview and having your hair back i'm as a, a interviewer i'm probably gonna be t- 
intimidated to talk to you because mm-hmm. um, I don't know what's going to come out, right? Okay. But what you have is perfect. It's out of your face. What I have could use some work because I wouldn't my bangs go on my face a lot mm-hmm. and I touch my hair. So I know I have to have it half up yeah. so that I'm not messing with it the whole interview. Okay. Yeah. Um, just be approachable. Don't close off your body. Mm-hmm. A lot of people go, I I do that, but it's not because I'm, I don't know. I just, it's comfortable. Yeah. So um, I've learned. It's like, yeah. A, so what's going on? It, like, that's how I feel like it's perceived. But at the same that's time, right. I don't think it is because they probably think I'm cold and just don't want to be a part of any of that. Yeah. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. It closes mm-hmm. you off. Yeah. Um, well, in this chair for me, is kind of big, right? So I have to kind of lean back and go into it. But I've learned how to fold my hands by leaning back okay. and just using my elbow. So yeah. there's a lot of nonverbal communication that right. happens in an mm-hmm. interview. And if you're a man and you're wearing a suit to an interview, don't take your jacket off. Okay. You, you know, yes. Leave this it is on. not your house. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what about unbutton? When you sit. When you sit down, you can unbutton it. Okay. Yeah. Button it Sometimes it like scrunches up. up and looks all weird, you know, like yeah. Lewis lit on suits. You know. Right. So. I just named I've been watching that, so. Yeah. yeah, you should unbutton it when you sit down. Anyway. Okay. It's appropriate. Okay, cool. Um, so, uh, Appearance-wise, anything else I can think of? And then I'm going to bridge into... Uh, breath. So it's not just... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, there's smells, right. there's... Um, so you have yeah. your... <laughs> appearance for your dress you have your body language the way that you speak mm-hmm. take a deep breath then answer the question um don't worry about having to shoot the answers off mm-hmm. it's okay to be calm and answer okay. um and that breath just allows you to have that moment to calm yourself and collect your mm-hmm. thoughts then also um cleanliness as far as smells mm-hmm. acts is great when you're 19 but when you're in a closed room <laughs> It can get overwhelming, and I'll get sure. a migraine. Other people will get migraines from it. Okay. I don't want that interviewer. And Jones. And it's a great thing. I just don't, yeah. in a closed setting, you know, I don't want that inter- that person interviewing me to have their head pulsing while sure. I'm trying to talk to them. Because all they're going to remember me for is their head pulsing, mm-hmm. and that's not a good thing. Um, makeup, guy or girl, keep it minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, neutral, those mm-hmm. kind of things. Set it so that your first impression there cannot be no there can be no uh, misperceptions um set it so that when you get into the job and you see how people are then go ahead start expressing yourself more Mm -hmm. but that first interview needs to set the baseline of yes i'm professional and yes i'm serious about this this is my highest level you know almost highest level i can go for you versus you know when you get into a job maybe they wear polos and they wear slacks but you wore that button up because you wanted to be taken professionally right mm-hmm. what about um mints or gum or whatever during an interview what would you say keep a toothbrush in your car right before you go in okay scrub it up um <laughs> so listerine used to have these nice little finger things that you could use on your teeth real quick mm-hmm. i don't know what they're called but they breath fresheners oh the little they have little bristles scrubbies on. yeah 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 mm-hmm. use it real quick because if you've ate something if you've smoked or whatever you may have something sitting on your teeth mm-hmm. They don't want to be staring at that the whole time. Yeah. On top of your breath, um, I mean, those things work great for breath as well. Mm-hmm. Mints, no gum. No gum because people tend to chew, mm-hmm. you know, like they're chewing cud. So no uh, no gum. Uh, as far as hands go, we get sweaty. We get sticky mm-hmm. hands just from, you know, it's Oklahoma. It's mm-hmm. humid. Hand sanitizer. Okay. Put it on real quick before you come in because I don't want to shake someone's hand and then them go... Yeah. Like. One's bathroom break. 
I need yeah. to wash my hand. You know, I want them <laughs> to be relaxed with me. And so if I know I sweat or I know I do something, I'm going to keep either a hanky or some hand sanitizer to wipe my hands with. Yeah. That is never appropriate. We are <laughs> okay. not that cool mm. ever. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, and making sure your handshake is not a limp fish hands yeah. handshake. Um, it's the one time that you can be equal with that employer yeah. right there and then. Okay. And okay. so your hand needs to show that you are equal. Okay. Yeah. That's a good way of thinking. And don't bring a drink in with you, but okay. if they offer you water or coffee and you normally get dry throat because you're nervous and all yep. that kind of stuff, accept yep. it. Okay. It's perfectly acceptable to accept it. Yeah. Yeah, the two creams and a sugar, please. Yeah. <laughs> well, and they might be thinking about, well, how does that person take their coffee? Sure. I mean, that yeah. does happen, especially for higher-up jobs. Yeah. Um, but having your hand full of this, mm-hmm. number one, what if I spilt something on it? Mm-hmm. You know, or whatever, the condensation's here. And then i got to put my stuff in, i got to yeah. shake your hand. doesn't really open you up very well. It's okay. the same thing as doing this. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. And for the listeners, she crossed her arms. So what are some, and I know it's like, just tell me about yourself. Is that still one? That's a very awkward one for everybody to answer. How should, so so I'm going to pretend. That's the most common. I'm going to be the employer because if I try to do it, I'm going to do it all wrong. Be like, well, I like puppies. Mm -hmm. Netflix. But let's do it. Chocolate cake. We can see the good and the bad. Sometimes we're too Mm -hmm. business Mm -hmm. that that's why we get asked that question. And I'm guilty of it myself. I'm very vague when you talk to me because... Our personal life is our personal life, uh-huh. right? But we have to bring that human element back to an interview okay. because not only are you being interviewed for a position, but how well you fit in that team. Okay. And that's why that question comes about. When I make that personal connection with you, you're going to remember me. Yeah. Versus if I just come up and say, I've been an inter- um, engineer for 15 years and this is what I love to do. And then that's that. You won't remember me two weeks from now. Okay. But if I say, you know, I'm a career raise counselor and I love, I've been volunteering and working with military for 10 years. Mm -hmm. It's my passion in life. It's what I do. Um, But then I also love going hiking and participating in marathons with them and other things. You know, now you're connecting with me. Now you're, oh, you do marathons, right? And so there's probably going to be a give and take. It's not just interviewer, you know, staring you down. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people forget that there's going to be dialogue, conversation. Yeah. Um, and so if you hike or something, you'll probably go, oh, you like to hike too. Where do you go hiking? Yeah. And then it becomes more comfortable okay. and you can breathe. Cool. The only thing that I would stay away from is controversial stuff. Okay. So if you're a member of NRA, that's great, but don't bring it to the table here. Political, religious, um, any kind of uh, volunteer organizations that mm-hmm. are... Um, maybe under the radar right now for whatever mm-hmm. just kind of leave it be in the background but if you're part of other ones you can mention those you know student veteran association there's not a bunch of um stuff there against them right yeah. but nra and uh plan there's some stuff in the news so we want to stay away from it okay. just so we don't you don't want that connection in the brain to be bad either yeah you want that connection to be like oh wow i relate to them okay what's the question where they're like what are your best versus worst traits? Or Tell me about your uh, weaknesses. That. Mm. And, I mean, so is that a common question? Yes. And yes. how would you answer that? Would it be like Michael on The Office and you're like, I work too hard. I <laughs> No, <laughs> so care too much. Yeah, you're care human. Too much. You know, we got to bring that factor back in. Yeah. They want to see that you're human, that you're not this person that thinks you're, you know, on a a God level. Mm-hmm. They want to know that you're willing to grow. And as long as you have that mindset mm-hmm. of, yes, I may not be the best person for databases, but I am darn good at this. 
you know, and as long as you have that aspect of I'd like to know more yeah. or something showing that you're willing to learn, a weakness we always think of as a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It's just something that you're going to work on. Okay. It's not bad. That's a good way to think of it. What should be asked, like absolutely do not leave the room without asking this, and what absolutely should not be asked during the interview? Never ask about pay, unless it's the HR. So unless it's human resources, don't ask about pay. Okay. Um, That will be in your offer letter. Um, And then you can negotiate between the HR. The person interviewing you does not usually have any say over what you actually get paid. Okay. Um, That's between you and the HR, and that's why they tell you don't talk about your pay at work, because that's what you negotiate it. Um, benefits in that, again, HR, that's human resource area. Um, questions to ask though is, what's the next step? When will I be contacted? How will I be contacted? Um, and what do you need from me? Mm-hmm. You know, those are, those are always okay questions okay. to ask. Okay. Um, and then I always ask, what's your strength in your company or weakness? I turn mm-hmm. it around because yeah. nice. I want to know yeah. Where, where's your company at yeah. and do I fit in that? Yeah. Um, again, it's like dating. Yeah. I need to know what's going to happen. And so a lot of people get nervous to say, what's your company's weakness? But that gives you a window to kind of say, well, actually, my strength is this. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then you can play into how I can be a perfect fit for your company. Oh, uh, yeah. And they, okay. yeah, yeah. And they may say, uh, why did you choose to come work for my company or you want to interview for my company? and you answered that question, you could turn around, why did you come work for this company? Yeah. Okay. Why are you still here? Why do you like this being here? In a yeah. respectful you know. manner, but yeah, exactly. absolutely. You know. It's a dating. It's treat it like dating. Yeah. Okay. And I'm ask really them. bad at dating. <laughs> I'm just I'm really glad I don't think my anyone husband. is good at either. <laughs> so, it's okay. Uh, you may want to cut that part out. <laughs> anyway, I don't believe it in. I but <laughs> another good question is ask them what a typical day in the office would be for you yeah. in that position. Okay. You know, when you're expecting me to come to work, yeah. what's expectations, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So when you ask an HR specialist that's working the offer and neg- or whatever, whenever you're in the negotiating phase, I would say, how, how, how do you ask? Like, so what is, what is this? What are y'all going to pay me? <laughs> like, what, what do you... What's the proper way of doing that? A lot of times they'll call you and have that conversation and okay. say, you know, what, what what's the pay range you're looking for? Um, and they kind of leave it open because they mm-hmm. want you to give them a number so they can say, yep, I'll take that one and we'll go on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they'll say, you'll say 40 and they're actually paying 50, but they, you said 40, so they're yeah. going to give you 40. Yeah. Um, and so... Tricky. Yeah, it is. Um, if, if it's not black and white, it doesn't happen. Okay. So when I'm researching, I usually shoot four or five above five thousand above what I actually want to make mm. and that way they can come back down to me and feel as if they've won okay. um, and I find that to be the easiest way to do it I do that when I'm buying a car or anything yeah um, I'm gonna always shoot a little higher and that way there's that negotiation room the way that I ask for that is my ideal salary would be blank Okay. And right. I say ideal so that way they know I'm willing to move with it, mm-hmm. not I need to have this. Yeah. I need means something different than I, I ideal. I, I do. Okay. So in my okay. case, um, when you're mm-hmm. looking for a job, you should know what you need, mm-hmm. you know, and hopefully it would be a few thousand or more than what you're currently making. Yeah. Right? Um, so when they give you a call and say, we want to offer you the job, I say, well, what's it pay? You know, and they give me the number instead of me t- telling them a range. So if they you know, do- so they come back and they'll say it'll pay X amount. 
I'll say, I can live with that. I'm good with that. We're good to go. Okay. Or I can say, I really need this amount, and then we can negotiate. Okay. What, what about um, if they're not willing to budge on pay? Mm-hmm. What about negotiating... Um, like, okay, someone may not value money as much, but they value time with their family more. So is there a way yeah. to negotiate, hey, flexible I, I, would li- I would like to have, you know, um, this, not flexible hours necessarily, but time off, maybe. Like, hey, I see, I understand, you know, you guys get eight hours per every two mm-hmm. weeks, but um, to negotiate, mm-hmm. I'd love to at least get 10 yeah. So I that's equal. That. That's equal yeah. employment. You can't really negotiate that because right. they're set yeah. uh, PTO, pay yeah. time off, sick leave. Um, but say you're finishing up your master's and you need off a certain day, you might be able to negotiate that um, or telework. You can mm-hmm. negotiate that nowadays a lot, mm-hmm. um, where you can telework for half your schedule and the other half not. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, pay is the most. Um, lenient area to negotiate can you use a personal reason as to why like for teleworking i would stay out of personal reasons okay um just because i think it's overused Mm. um where it's not a real situation and so it could come off differently than you want it to Mm -hmm. um i would just negotiate as if it was business it's not personal it's business at that point Mm -hmm. um so the interview you can be a little bit personal with right and show your personality and that kind of thing but when you come to the hr section it really is black and white and business um and so leave it as such don't don't throw in your your personal life to the hr portion okay um and with that I mean, even if they come to me with 29, say they're gonna say 29,000 is what this job pays, I'm still probably gonna negotiate a little bit because Mm -hmm. a lot of times they'll do the lowest they have and that's why we get underpaid as people because we never ask the question Mm -hmm. and the worst case scenario, you're gonna get told no. So what's the proper way to ask that? Like, can he go higher? (laughs) Or would you say, well, 29 is a little low for me. Um, Ideally, I'd like 10 more. So ideally, I was I was really considering this amount. Um, would you be able to work with me with that? Okay. Um, you know, just polite. Yeah. You know, it's business, but polite. I never, you know, I would never raise my voice in a car dealership. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna, you know, do the same okay. uh, bargaining for my uh, pay. But you are worth a certain amount, mm-hmm. so hold yourself valuable for that. Okay. Right. If if there can't if there's not an like. Let's say twenty nine thousand, and you know you need to earn at least this much, and ideally it'd be a little bit more. But and they're not willing to do that. Are you like, well, I appreciate your time. Is it? Would you walk that away would from be that? Basically, that? Absolutely. right there. Um, oh, yeah. So here's the thing: is what happens when you walk away from a car dealership? Wait, 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 wait. Do I get a call? Yeah. I get stopped out the door. Yeah. We get a call. They bargain with you. Mm-hmm. It's okay if you know your value. You know that you are the perfect fit for that job walk away. I guarantee you they will call you and offer you something different. Now if you need that job because there's just you can't wait for another one that's Mm -hmm. different but we're looking for careers so when you're looking for a career always be able to walk away if it's not what you need. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, You definitely need to do a good self-assessment of what you need and require. Mm -hmm. Like if you are a single mom you have to be off at three o'clock to go pick up your child every Mm -hmm. day. You need to know that before you even go into the interview. Yeah. So when you ask the question, what's a typical day? And they say, well, we expect you to be here until 4. 
you can say, well, I have this situation. Mm-hmm. Is that something you can work with? You know, so they already know, and before they even make the offer, right? Okay. Would you, in that situation, be like, I, I need to leave by this time in order to pick up my my child from mm-hmm. school. However, if you're willing to work with me on that, I'm I'm willing to telework for that last exactly. two hours. Like, Absolutely. would you right. yeah. ask, but then offer give take? Exactly. Okay, okay. Never come yeah. with a problem Make without a solution. Gotcha. Cool. Okay. Let's talk about job fairs. So you are both a part of many job fairs that happen throughout the year. Correct. So um, how beneficial are job fairs and what types of jobs can people, uh, the ones that you are a part of, what type of jobs can people find? I mean, and I, every and I job put, under the sun. I put <laughs> blue collar versus white collar. It's you just know, so. right. Gainful employment is the biggest thing. So the only real thing is for the companies that come in, it has to support a family. So it has to be a spouse and two kids. If you have an income, so we're ideally looking for what forty to fifty thousand is what we're looking for for the minimum. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily the highest one because there's definitely high-paying jobs that come to our fairs. Mm-hmm. Um, but then on top of that, they can't just be collecting resumes. They have to come ready with what three to five jobs. Is oh, so it's not them Preferably, just filling a seat. It's yeah. legitimate. Five jobs yeah. open, ready to interview at the hiring event. We get people hired at these oh, hiring nice. events. Is that unique compared to other job fairs? Yes, because yes. it's a hiring event. Yes. So job yeah, fairs, okay. you're coming okay. to networking. Yep. Hiring events, you're coming there to get hired. Nice. And that's why we changed it to hiring events mm-hmm. because no one comes in unless they're ready to hire. So I guess the answer to the next question I had, uh, should someone consider a job fair similar to a job interview? And yours, it's yes. a hiring event. Mm-hmm. They should be dressed and yep. with their resume and prepared mm-hmm. to interview on the spot? Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So everything yep. we've already chatted about, they need to keep that in mind. Yep. We have interview rooms that go away and be talking private, and they may walk mm-hmm. out hired. So we not only start with that workshop in the beginning, so before mm-hmm. the event even starts, they attend that workshop, mm-hmm. and we prep them up there. Um, and then during it, we're walking around constantly making sure we want you to get employment. Yeah. You, that's the sole purpose. We're not here for, it's a job, but the same for us, but at the same time, it's what we want to do. And so we're walking that entire event the whole time, <coughs> looking for the faces that we know and where we know they want to be placed and actively introducing them if they're too scared to. Um, we want to make sure okay. that no matter what, you get connected. And so we'll start that conversation, be that buffer if we need to, or pull you aside and talk to you and say, hey, have you da-da-da-da-da, mm-hmm. you know, let's get you to the right person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're an active part of it the whole time. Okay. Hence why yeah. it's part to yeah. take vacation. Yeah. Multiple <laughs> times uh, they'll come up to me and they'll go, I want to do this kind of job or whatever, you know, and I'll, t- I'll drag them to that employer. Mm-hmm. Yes. This guy has this job. This guy wants that job. There you go. Sorry, your nice. conversation. Nice. Absolutely. That's awesome. Um how does it make you guys feel when someone comes to you afterward and they're like, I got the job? Well, it's the best day. I mean, yeah. the best day you do. That's, yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's why day. we've partnered with all these community yeah. because resources is because we've realized that's all of our goals. Yeah, exactly. We may be a little different here and there, yeah. but really we're all here because we want to help. Yeah. That's what we want to do. We want to empower and make sure that our service members that sign that blank check are getting into their next transition, their next yeah. stage in life. Or staying in and not having to choose between the two because they can't run their civilian with their military. Yeah. Man, that's awesome. Speaking of uh, of guard, um, during an interview should, for a civilian, uh, the civilian sector, 
I assume you should mention that you are a guard member and sometimes if it's a job that overlaps on the weekend, you may, how, how would you approach that? I should have asked that earlier, but. That's okay. Should have asked that in this, because considering, but how would you yeah. do that? So that's another section of our job is mm -hmm. networking with these employers yeah. and having that conversation before mm -hmm. you ever get there. Okay. So we're talking to them saying, so guard members, these are their demands. This is what's unique about them. Transitioning service members, this is what's unique about them. And this is how you retain those type of employees, or mm -hmm. this is how, you know, are you willing to be veteran ready? A lot of people said veteran friendly, but now mm -hmm. we're saying, are you veteran ready? Are you ready to receive these people? Okay. Because they're great employees. Um, and so as a service member, that conversation should be easier once we get you there because we've already prepped that employer. Mm -hmm. But then for some reason, say you go to one that we haven't talked to yeah. yet, be open about it. USERA protects you. Mm -hmm. um, and so they, there's discrimination that's going to happen, but mm -hmm. do you really want to work for that employer? Mm -hmm. Yeah. If yeah. they don't understand I mean, no, the, the yes. needs that are put on you, <laughs> sure. Are, do you really want to work for them? Probably not. So we want to get you to someone that you want to work for. Okay. Um, but to, sorry, to answer your question, how to answer that, do you want to? So Oklahoma Military Connection is our is our hiring event. Mm -hmm. So the uh, employers know that we are uh, for the veterans mm -hmm. and the veterans' family. And in fact. The first, it's a four-hour event from 10.30 to 2.30 for the hiring event after Priscilla's classes. Mm -hmm. um, the first two hours is supposed to be for military only. The last two hours open to the public. Oh, okay. So cool. the, all our employers have to register, pre-register, to even get a table. Yeah. Which is for, all these events are 100% free. Yeah. And sometimes we provide food, you know. Ah. Uh, but they know that we are there for the veterans and they're they're looking to hire veterans. That's their number one goal. Okay. That's what about um, if it's not at a hiring event and a soldier found their job on, a job on their own and they're interviewing? How would they bring that up? Would they would it be in the tell me a little bit about yourself? Would you say, well, I'm a captain in the Oklahoma National Guard. Um, I blah blah blah, mm -hmm. and 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 then it's inserted in that way. Be yeah. proud of it. It should be okay, in your resume, you. you know, yeah. because it shows experience and leadership and the mm -hmm. fact that you've handled mm -hmm. situations mm -hmm. and you've handled multiple people. When I was a commander, I had 120 people underneath me, yeah. you know, yeah. and I was a commander of two and a half years, yeah. you know. Be prepared um, for not all employers to understand, mm -hmm. and that's okay. Um, but still act professional no matter what their response is. Okay. So when you say you're a captain in the National Guard, make sure that if you do get pushback on that, which I've experienced with some people um, coming to me and letting me know, um, handle it professionally. Say, well, I appreciate your time. I'm sorry that this won't work out. Yeah. You know, that's that's okay. perfectly fine to say. Uh, yeah, and no. we, we've had, we've heard of soldiers, um, even in our unit, who they didn't fully understand the Guard and understand how... Sometimes it's not just one week in a month and two weeks a year. Yes. If, if, like the summer we had a flood, you know, mm -hmm. and so Stay a lot of people, you, right? Missions. And so mm -hmm. now with that, they may ask you, how does that fit in with your career? How mm -hmm. what you know? They may not understand what that means as far as when you'll be gone. Uh -huh. So readily supply that information one week in a month, two weeks a year. And sometimes I do have to go to school, or there may be a deployment. But I will always work really hard to make sure that communication is great between okay. us so I'll provide you whatever drill schedule I have in advance okay. mm -hmm. um, but know that it can change just in case it does yeah um, but by law your company has to hold your job for five years if you're deployed yeah 
So there are laws that protect you. It's just we're human and in human society, there's going to be people that try to step over that line. Yeah. And it's up to you. You're only responsible for yourself. And mm-hmm. that's important to remember. Right. Okay. So stay positive in the interview. Don't say anything negative. This may happen because you don't know it's going to happen anyway. Right. Just tell them what you're bringing to the table mm-hmm. how you can how they can benefit by hiring you mm-hmm. and stay positive keep the uh, energy positive okay I know Oklahoma employers are really for the most part supportive of guards yes guards they are. And military mm-hmm. which is great that we mm-hmm. are in a community like that so absolutely um, and I'll shout out to the employers that hire our guardsmen now we always try to make a point of thanking them mm-hmm. for because there are times where they have to get taken away. I got back from a deployment a year ago now, and there were a lot of people who worked in the civilian sector who were away from their job mm-hmm. for really close to a year with all the training involved and mm-hmm. stuff too. So having that support for what we do, just like the spouse support, is so crucial for right. our guardsmen. So mm-hmm. um, I imagine working with those employers brings a lot of um, joy for you guys mm-hmm. because they're supportive of it, but you're also helping guardsmen and their families potentially, you know, get yeah. a career. Well, and there's a award that you can nominate them yes, for as well. that's under ESGR. Now, mm-hmm. we're not affiliated with ESGR. Uh-huh. But ESGR, Employer Support of the Guard and Reserve, actually does these awards. Mm-hmm. And uh, Devin, um, maybe it was Chesapeake, uh, won it one time. And they actually flew four or five people all the way to Washington, D.C., to receive this award. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Just as a thanks for employer exactly. support. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you know an employer like that, it's important that you acknowledge them so yeah. that way we get more that are yeah. willing to do it. Cool. Experience versus schooling. Which one wins? That's interesting. So <laughs> we actually had that conversation yeah, yesterday sure mm-hmm. because when you look at it, we talked about the fact that you have your education. Yeah. And I don't. Mm-hmm. So all my education came through military, um, professional development-wise. Mm-hmm. I went through every course they had to offer active duty side for military spouses. And that's how I was educated on everything. That sits really heavily when you're applying for a job because I've done it. I've been there. I've already proven myself. Mm-hmm. I have the references to do it. However, a degree, if you're in a medical field or a field that requires it before you do it. So I couldn't just go out and be an esthetician or a surgeon. Mm -hmm. I need a degree to back that up. But if you have the experience, you went and volunteered with Red Cross or whatever, and you got that medical experience, not necessarily surgery, Mm -hmm. but you got the medical experience and were familiar with the environment, then that would speak more volume than someone with just a degree. And that's why we're talking with Mike, because he has his degree and experience. So he, and then plus he's a service member. Those are, all three of those are great because you're doing something for someone besides yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So you're showing that you'll do your job no matter what. You have your degree, so you evidently were passionate enough to pursue it and stick through because you have a master's. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, (laughs) Double checking, I said that right. Um, (laughs) And then on top of it, he also applied himself and he went and found the job within the career he wanted. Okay. Um, versus someone like me, I have my high school diploma, mm-hmm. but I still seeked extra um, professional development to, de- to learn and yeah. um, grow in myself. And so that speaks on a different level. Mm-hmm. Then I have my volunteer work that went with it. There's um, this I kind of, I don't want to say fad, fad's not the right word, but this idea now that um, college the, the idea that everyone need after high school, they need to go to college and get a degree, but 
that idea is starting to kind of dissolve a little bit. And it's like, no, that's not actually the case. College is not for everyone. Mm -hmm. And you can make it a very high success as, of yourself without that. What What's your, based on your professional Bill opinions? Bill Gates does not have a bachelor's degree. Dang. He's the third so, largest or richest man in the It US. depends on what you want to do. Yep, and how okay. you apply yourself. Yeah. So, I mean... Yeah, he uses Bill Gates. I use the Wright Brothers. We use both of those, you mm -hmm. know. It, what's your dream? Let's make it a goal. Mm -hmm. From there, let's make an action plan. And let's make sure you get it done, right? Okay. And so as long as you do those things, you're always going to be successful in anything you do. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to be college or tech school. It could be, you know, you go to these seminars. You go mm -hmm. to, you listen to self-help books, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. learning a new technique. Uh, okay, when should a college, someone who is in college or not in college, start looking for um, internships and jobs to help balance that work experience versus so education? So you were talking about the FAA in Eddie Compton. How does that work with high school um, students starting at age 16? So it's actually not Eddie. It's uh, just with FAA. Okay. FAA, but um, so FAA um, does an internship at 16 years old. Cool. You can go up there and work, and then you get that real-world experience. And by the time you graduate high school, you can work for them for $15 an hour. I mean, for 18 years old, that's pretty good. Yeah. And then you continue to go to college, and then they'll continue to you know give pull type thing. Yeah. Um, and you can build a whole career from them at 16 years that's old. That's awesome. Um, and I know there's other programs like that as well. Um, I think, honestly, eighth grade, as soon as you're interested in something, go volunteer in it. No matter, you know, you don't have to stay in it. If you mm -hmm. try Cub Scouts and it's just not for you, mm -hmm. it's not for you. Um, but try something. Every year, try something. Um, and if you find something that you're really loving, mm -hmm. stay in it. I volunteered for eight years before I took a paid position. Um, and it's because I loved it and I stayed in it and I got to learn my job mm -hmm. before I even did my job. Wow. Okay. Right. So whatever you love, start working towards it. Yeah. Um, so we talked a little bit about resources, any that we did not discuss. And again, we'll put them in the show notes, but are there any other resources that our listeners can go to, to learn more about what you guys do and just about landing a career in general? The J-1 has jobs for Title 32, Title 5 jobs, mm -hmm. which I support that are on the OKNG mm -hmm. website. Mm -hmm. OMD has jobs through the state employment uh, website. Okay. Uh, so I help support both of those things. And then after that, whatever you want to. Okay. Cool. Yep. And then the website, ok.ng.mil, right? Yep. Yep. That's it. <laughs> And then also, um, OK Military Connections, good as well. Okay. Um, and then just, you know, talking to one of us will help you find them. Because sometimes there's stuff that we don't even know about, but through our contacts and our networking, mm -hmm. there's other ones that are available right. as well. Okay. All right. What are your phone numbers? I'll start with you. So for my office number is 405-475-1408. Okay. Mine's 405-475-1996. Okay. Perfect. So they can... All right, everyone call them now. Yes. Okay, well, I think that's all of it. This, I think, was really great. A lot of information, a lot of very helpful information for people in their beginning of their career, middle, and, like, even towards the end where they're maybe wanting to do a yeah. retirement gig somewhere. Mm -hmm. The whole soldier so, life cycle. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you guys so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Yes, thank all you. All right. And we're done. 
Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to this month's episode of the OK Guard Show. I really hope you enjoyed it. Next month, uh, we have Native American Heritage Month. Yeah. So um, we're really excited about that episode. We're going to have some really great discussions about Native American history and heritage in the Oklahoma National Guard. So be sure to tune in next month for that one. Yeah. Give us a follow on social media and let us know if you have any topic ideas for the future. We will see you next month. All right. Have a good one. Safe trick-or-treating. Yes. Check the candy. The OK Guard Show is produced by the Oklahoma National Guard Public Affairs Office. Any mention of products or brands does not imply endorsement. All guests on the show are volunteers in an effort to inform and educate members of the Oklahoma National Guard, their families, retirees, potential recruits, and the community.